Are you open to receiving love? Hello, friend. Welcome back to the Finding Freedom podcast, where we talk about how to feel more calm, connected, heart-centered, grateful, abundant, and empowered so you can find true freedom and create the life you're meant to be living. Today on the podcast, we're talking all about the final phrase in the Ho'oponopono. If you haven't tuned in until now, I have been creating these episodes around the Ho'oponopono. So please do go back and check out the prior episodes. So there is one on the first phrase, which is, I'm sorry. The second one, please forgive me. Last week, we talked about gratitude with thank you. And then this week is, as I said, the last phrase in the Ho'oponopono, the one that brings everything together, brings also in a lot of peace, a lot of love, a lot of joy. I love you. So please, if you haven't, go back and check out the other ones just so you get that background, so you get that understanding of all of the different parts of the Ho'oponopono. Remembering that the Ho'oponopono is a very healing prayer. Literally, it means to make things right. So it is all about cleaning your slate, so to speak, restarting. And then from that place, you're able to rebuild. You're able to heal loads of trauma and tension, release a lot of stress and anxiety and heal all of those wounds that are just in your cells, whether they are from this life, whether they are ancestral, whether they are past life, wherever the trauma, the tension, the stress, the consciousness, the beliefs, everything that you're holding within your cells, no matter where they came from and how they ended up being part of you, this prayer is going to help you to clear it's going to help you heal and it's going to allow you to move forward in your life in a way you never thought possible. Although I hope you do think it's possible. That is probably why you are here listening to me today. So in the previous episodes, there are also suggestions on how to think about these phrases, why it's important to and how to incorporate different practices to help you to use them. So why? Why did I do this? Why did I create this four-part series on my podcast? Well, if you haven't figured it out already, it's bloody brilliant. It's healing, it's transformative, and everyone, I think everyone should know about the Ho'oponopono and give it a try for themselves. However, that makes sense for them to try, for you to try. I think it's also really important to break down the blocks that are connected to these words, not just for the healing elements that come from them, but 
so that we understand more about these words and how powerful our words are when we speak every day. So obviously it's all connected to healing, but I think it's really important to look at the individual pieces of the whole. I like to really do a lot of research and dissect things. So if you're like me, where you like to learn a lot of stuff, then that's why I was sort of breaking them up and bringing them into our awareness because I think it is really important. I also think it's important to think about how you use these words. In the first episode, we talked about the phrase, I'm sorry, and how, of course, when I'm speaking, everything is from my perspective with my filters and layers and conditioning and learnings and all of the things. So please keep that in mind. But in the first episode, when we addressed I'm sorry, I made a point of highlighting how I believe that women use this phrase, overuse this phrase, and they use it to apologize for things that they don't need to apologize for. And I think that can be really detrimental because we really do create with our words. So if you are always feeling sorry, like feeling like you're not welcome or you shouldn't have done something or you're feeling guilt for about something that you did or you said and you subsequently use those words frequently, then that's going to keep bringing that frequency into your body and you're speaking that out into the world. And so you create from that place. So I think it's really important to be aware of how we use these words. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Whichever of the phrases, they're all really powerful and they all carry a lot of triggers for us. So it's important to understand what the triggers are and how we can release them and then use these words in a way that is empowered rather than disempowered. And then I also wanted to do this series because I created an awesome program, something that I'm just so proud of. And it is a breathwork program that is inspired by the Ho'oponopono. So each week you focus on one of the four phrases in order. So obviously you start with, I'm sorry, and you work through them each week doing the breathwork track. And when you do the track, you're going to see these different things come up for you. And this program is a timeless program. So you might work through all four of them. And then in six months, you might come up against another block in your life. You know, you've peeled off certain layers up until that point. And then you might come up against something else that challenges you. And you're like, oh, I'm just realizing that I haven't forgiven this person for that particular situation or and I'm ready to or maybe it's about forgiving yourself so you you realize oh I really haven't forgiven myself for that particular thing that I did in my life and now I'm ready to and so you can work through just one of the tracks or you can work through all four of them to really like go through in a really deep way that's also another reason why I created this four-part series on my podcast. 
So I hope you check them all out if you haven't already and please do share them. If you think that you know someone who would be interested in learning more about them, please do share them. It's it's really word of mouth that I think is the most powerful because I know when I get a recommendation for something from someone I love, it's something I will always make the time for. And there's usually a reason why someone recommends something to me. But let's move on to the final of this four-part series, which is all about love. So like we've done with each of the other episodes, I want you to just take a moment to stop and feel into this word love, feel into this theme, this all of the things that come up with the word love for you. So Wherever you are, if you can, please take a moment to just stop right now, sit down. As long as you're not driving or doing something really potentially dangerous, if you were to close your eyes, please take a moment and sit down, close your eyes. Let's just take a few deep breaths. Let's just get into that space, get comfortable. Just take a nice breath in through the nose. And then breathe it out the mouth all the way. Just drop it out of the mouth. Beautiful. And do that again. A nice big deep breath through the nose. And then exhale. Let it all go. Feel yourself just let go. Feel the muscles relax. Feel everything just settle a little deeper. Taking your final big breath in through the nose. And let it go out the mouth. All right. Now come back to that word love. The eyes are still closed. And these are some questions for you to just think about, just ponder, just feel into. The first one is, do you feel you have enough love in your life? Just notice what your immediate first instinct is. And it's okay if the answer is no. Where would you like to have more love? Or with whom would you like to have more love? Just take a moment to sit with that. What comes to you first? What person's face or name or memory comes into your body, your mind, your heart? Question three. Do you feel blocked in your heart chakra. You might even want to place your hand on your heart and just breathe into that space and just notice. Do you ever feel, or maybe you feel it now, a tightness in your chest? Or maybe you're someone who gets really emotional. Maybe you cry a lot. Although those things can be really beautiful for opening the heart. I really truly believe that crying is the opening of the heart chakra. 
Question four. Do you believe that more love is possible for you? Question five. Are you actively trying to open your heart and create more love in your life? Are you doing this on a daily basis? And if so, how do you do this? We're going to move into creating more feelings of love now with these questions. So just start to notice how the emotions may change within you. When was the last time you demonstrated love to someone else? Who in your life brings you the greatest feeling of love when you think about them? And I invite you to feel that love now and allow it to put a smile on your face. And as I'm sitting surrounded by both a cat and a dog, just know that this can include pets. This may even take you to a place where you just feel the greatest feeling of love in a particular place. But who in your life brings you the greatest feeling of love when you think about them? So you might have just gone through a gamut of emotions, but hopefully the last ones have brought you back into your heart. And if not, that's okay too. Just be with whatever is there for you. So I want you to stay in whatever space you're in. And now let's feel into the words, I love you. How do they make you feel? I love you. What pops into your head? I love you. Do these words trigger you? I love you. When someone says them to you, do you feel triggered? Do you feel like you're reacting? Maybe you're unable to accept them. Maybe they scare you. Maybe you're afraid of, well, if someone says them to me, do I have to say them back? And if I say them back, what does that mean? What am I committing to? Maybe if someone says them to you, you want to run away. So are you able to receive these words, I love you? Are you able to hold eye contact with someone who says them to you? And how often do you say these words to other people? And how often do you say these words to yourself? Take another breath if you need. And exhale out the mouth. 
Just be with whatever is there for you right now. I want to share with you a little bit about me and these words, I love you, because we didn't have a great relationship. I can pretty comfortably, honestly, openly say that I didn't love myself for a very long time, for most of my life, I would say. And it really hit me in 2020 when the world changed, when my life changed in a big way. And I wanted to change how I felt about myself. And these words became really pertinent in this journey of self-love and of discovering what self-love was or what it is and how it could change how I felt about myself and how this might impact how I feel about others and also how it might change the world around me if I can feel love. So in 2020, I started working with a coach and I was journaling. I was doing a particular journaling task that really made me become aware of my mind and what types of words I was using and the things that I was speaking to myself. And I really discovered how little I was showing love to myself. And at this point, I thought I wanted to be a nutritionist. I'd studied nutrition and um, yeah, I just thought that was the path for me that I was going to coach people and help them to, you know, whether they wanted to lose weight or get more healthy or have better gut health. Gut health was a big thing for me. And I discovered through working with people as a nutritionist that a lot of people didn't love themselves and the words that they were speaking to themselves were just not kind or loving in any way. So when we'd meet for a consultation, I found myself starting to comment on how they were speaking. I remember saying to one guy, asking him, you know, how do you feel about yourself? You know, when you look at yourself and, and also trying to help him to become aware of the language he was using, because often we're not aware of it. And this is really, really important in order for you to change something. You really do need to become aware of how you're behaving right now. So that journey really led me to start to understand and think about how I was thinking and I was feeling about it myself because I noticed it in others and I noticed it in my journaling and I thought, yeah, this isn't really helping me in any way. So how can I change this? So I went on this self-love journey for all of 2020 and it's probably continued until now because I still do these same practices and I've noticed how much easier they are now and how they have just become part of me and true for me. So one of the first things I started doing, which was probably the hardest thing, was saying to myself in a mirror, I love you. 
I would just look myself dead in the eyes and say, I love you. And boy, oh boy, was that hard at first. I remember looking at myself and just not even being able to get the words out of my mouth. I would look at myself and just look away. If you can hear a dog snoring in the background, it's just my little mate next to me. And so this was really hard at first and then it became easier. Definitely did. But I definitely found myself in tears in front of the mirror on multiple occasions where I would try to say the words and then I would force myself to say them. And as I was making myself say them, I was feeling such pain because I just didn't believe them. So I'd cry. Until one day I didn't. And that, I think, was that moment where I knew something was shifting. So it is important to be consistent in any practice if you want to change something. And it is important to do the hard things. And it might not seem like a big deal, but that was hard for me. So it was a big deal. And I'm really proud of that journey that I went through. And so I encourage other people to do that too. The other thing I would do is have notifications on my phone. A notification that pops up just says, Bianca, I love you. And I try to stop and pay attention to the notification and just repeat it in my mind or sometimes say it out loud or if I'm near a mirror, look at myself in a mirror and say them. Just that reminder throughout the day that I love myself. Journaling, as I've mentioned already, was quite a big part of this process for me and it still is. You know, to this day, I still journal every day and it is usually the way I sign off my journal at the end. So I'll often write, you know, Bianca, I love you and a lot of other positive words to really encourage myself and tell myself that I'm proud of myself and things like that. So journaling is a beautiful way to incorporate this as well. And then I also use these words when I'm not feeling good about myself. You know how we've all got that part of our body that we don't love? The thighs are mine. <laughs> but I'm trying to love them. And so whenever I find myself looking down at my thighs and just going, oh, gross, the cellulite. Nobody's going to love me because of these thighs. Whenever I catch myself in that moment, I stop and I lovingly will rub my thighs and just say, I love you. I will just tell myself, tell my thighs that I love them because I do love them. They walk me around all day long. They allow me to run and move and do handstands and swim and get around, go on hikes. And I love them for that. I love them a lot. So I try to remind my body that I love it too. And that really helps me to change how I'm thinking, helps me to rewire my brain. Then we've got the outward use of the words, I love you. So saying these words to others, can you do this? Of course you can. Do you do this? And to whom do you say these words? And how often do you say these words? And why do you say these words? 
are you saying them in a genuine way or are you just saying them because it's an obligation? Whenever my mom and I will talk on the phone at the end of our call, we'll both finish the call by saying I love you. And I never used to do that with my sister, but I do that with her now. So I'm trying to extend it to more and more people in my life. And I'm trying to be genuine about it. You have to be. It's important. But, you know, if you've got a partner and you're just sort of saying it on a whim because it's what you do, can you try and connect more deeply to the words and really mean them? Even when you say it to your mum, you know, do you actually mean them or has it just become this phrase that you just say at the end? So just think about how you're using them and the intention and the feeling that you have behind them. Now, if you're struggling to use the words I love you, if it's just not part of your vocabulary, then I encourage you to start trying to use them with certain people in your life. And it will depend on who is important for you and who you feel comfortable expressing these to. But I would say if you've got pets, that's the place to start because our pets love us unconditionally. And if you can show that back to them, well, firstly, you're going to have epic relationships with your animals. And secondly, you're going to receive so much love back from them. As you are probably aware, I've been house sitting for a while now and I am currently looking after Mr. Snorri over here and his name is Archie. He's a golden lab. He's about nine and he's lovely. He's so lovely. I haven't actually had the pleasure of working with a Labrador on my journey so far. I've had other dogs, other breeds. So it's so nice to have this guy with me and he's so loving he's got a really big heart and he just loves me and all I can say is that he loves me because I've shown him love for real I find it so easy to say these words and mean them to animals and so from day one when I would put him to bed you know I'd tell him to have a nice sleep and then I'd just say to him I love you Archie Give him a kiss goodnight, off to bed. So if you're struggling, start with your pets. The next easiest category to move into, I think, is children, especially if you have children. For those who don't, you can say it to like nieces and nephews if you have them. I don't have children and so I will say I love you to my niece and nephew all the time whenever we have FaceTime calls or something like that it's one of the first things I'll say to them and of course how we'll end the call although my niece has this way of ending a call which is quite abrupt so <laughs> sometimes I don't get those last words in but children are a great way to learn to express and to say these words because they are so loving in return and love is just easy for them to express. And so I recall moments with my nephew where he sat next to me by the fire and he just kind of nuzzled up to me and like put his head on my shoulder and he just said, Zia. Zia means aunt in Italian. He said, Zia, 
I love you. So children just give it willingly and it just cracks open the heart in ways that, well, it cracks open a heart that is not open. When somebody just shows you that unconditional love, they don't care if you've got a pimple on your face. They don't care if you've got wrinkles. They don't care if you're fat. They don't care if you're ugly. They don't care about anything. They just are all about the love. Yeah, kids are a great place to start with these words. And then, of course, you've got friends, especially in like text messages. If you love your people, which I'm sure you do, send them love, you know, just a message on a Monday or a Friday or any day, really. You can just say, hey, do you know I really love you? You're an awesome friend. Thanks so much for being so awesome. And just start to weave those words in. And maybe you sign off your messages or your emails with love you, something like that, right? The next category I would say would be our grandparents because our grandparents can be just the most loving people. I'm thinking right now about my nonnas. I say plural because I had two. I mean, I still have two. They're still hanging around. I'm, I can feel their energies. But particularly my mom's mom, she was really close to me. The other one lived in Italy. So my nonna was just the most loving lady and she would just wrap me in her arms and give me so many kisses. I absolutely adored her. She was just the best um, because I love hugs and I love love. So as a kid, I was in a lot of heaven when I was around my nonna because she just was so able to give me that love and it was the first thing she did as soon as she saw me and so it just made me feel so so special so if you're a grandparent or if you have grandparents and you have this ability to this warmth between you then that would be a great place to start expressing your love more often if you're not doing that already you might do it through actions, but actually starting to speak the words, I think it's going to be really powerful if you're not doing that already. So, you know, tell your grandparents that you love them because you do, right? People like to hear that we love them. It makes everyone feel so good. So if you love someone, tell them. And then we have our partners. Maybe you're in a relationship. And you've been in that relationship for so long and you just forget to say it. And you take that person for granted a little bit because you know they're always going to be there and they do love you and you love them. But maybe it's just something that you've forgotten to keep up, right? Or maybe they're new. Maybe you're a little bit of afraid to say it. If you love your partner, it's a good person to tell to. And then if you've got an online business like me and you've got people who follow you, who listen to your podcasts, who subscribe to your newsletter, if you're not, please check that out in the link below. You can always sign off your emails by saying, I love you or much love or something like that. When I first started doing that, I felt really anxious about it. I was like, people are going to think I'm crazy if I say I love you. 
And then I just started doing it and I was like, this feels good. I like it. I'm going to keep doing it. So I did and I do. And I mean it when I write it. So I hope you feel the lovely words when you read my emails. Now, the one group I haven't mentioned is the parents. I mentioned earlier how I say I love you to my mom when we hang up a call. This wasn't always the case. There are challenges that many people face with their parents because our parents are the ones who raised us and our parents are the ones who conditioned us because we learned all of their behaviors. We learned how to do things through them and how to see the world through them. And maybe you hold some resentment, some judgment, some anger towards your parents. I know I definitely have, and I'm still trying to let some go. There are still some things that trigger me, even though much, much less than before. And working with words like I love you and all of the Ho'oponopono, if I'm honest, because that whole, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you, all of those phrases are going to bring in feelings and release emotions that are potentially linked to the people who raised you. So if you still get heavily triggered by your parents in some way, then just know that this prayer can help you to move through that. But just remember that when the challenges are there, it's usually because you care. It's because you want to have and express love, but you just probably don't feel comfortable doing so. This might be because it's been modeled to you that way, but just know that you can be the person who changes the relationship that you have with your parents. I tend to find in my life that unless I lead by example, sometimes that change isn't going to come. It takes a lot to be the person who lets go of things, but sometimes that's the only way because the other person isn't willing to give in or they're not able to express in a different way. So it depends on the person. It depends on your history. It depends on the growth that the people have done. But you may have to be the one who says it first. And that can be hard for some people, but it's totally worth it. If you become the person who shows love, you're going to attract more love. And you'll become known as that warm, friendly, loving person. And like gratitude, as I said before, you'll, you'll continue to receive more of it. You know, like if you go and start a new job, for example, and you're that person who's just so nice to everyone because you're just genuinely honest about how you feel and how you respect that person and how you care for that person and you show them through your words you'll become known as that person and as a result they'll want to be around you and they'll give you that in return too because people are like mirrors to us what we give them they give us back and love does require boundaries at times but you will know when you want to put them up when you need to put them up 
especially in relationships, that will be important for some people if they've had encounters with certain people or if they already have relationships with certain people where they need to have those boundaries because that person will try to push them and cross them. If you don't, you can't just always give love to people who abuse it. So you do need to know when to set those boundaries, but you will know that. You'll know if you're not doing it and that you should be or you'll know if you are doing it and it's enough. But there's literally nothing to lose when you show love to another person. You may think that there is, but there isn't. And even that person who is abusing your love, if you speak to them in a way that's kind and loving, there's really one of two things that will happen. They'll respond in a positive way and give that that back to you or they'll walk away because they don't know how to deal with it. They don't know how to respond. They don't know how to receive it and they don't know how to give it back. So you may think that there is a lot to lose because you have to be vulnerable to demonstrate love, but I don't believe that there is. You'll never regret opening your heart. It'll only bring more good into your life. But that's just how I feel. I hope you feel the same, but so it's entirely up to you how you start practicing more love in your life, but it really is important that you do choose to start doing this. So you can do like I did, you can do mirror work, you can have notifications on your phone, you can write affirmations and put them around your house say them out loud on a daily basis so you can have time in the morning where you just recite affirmations over and over and over. Maybe you do it when you're looking in the mirror. Journaling, speaking the words to others, starting with those easy people or our pets first. You can, of course, meditate on the words, meditate on the Ho'oponopono. If you haven't already, please know that there's a free meditation attached to this episode. So just go down to the links below and you'll see the free meditation available there. So you can have that experience already if you want to be with those four phrases and just see how they feel. And then, of course, there are my breathwork tracks. So you can purchase just the individual I love you or you can get all four and work with all of them. So what will love bring into your life? More love, more beauty, more opportunities, more abundance. You really can't go wrong with more love. What about the phrase of the Ho'oponopono? What are you achieving by working with this phrase? So it'll allow your heart and your throat, because they are really connected, and remember that we're speaking these words. So you're opening your heart and it's coming through your throat chakra. So those, both of those channels need to be open in order to express love. So you're going to allow your heart and your throat to open up and release and clear the energy that's connected to any feelings, any memories, any experiences that happened 
that we're not loving in this life, in another, through your ancestral line, lineage. So notice if you get any flashbacks of things that aren't from this lifetime, particularly if you're doing when you're working with this mantra or when you're doing the breathwork track. If you do the breathwork track, working with the Ho'oponopono will help you to really transmute the energy into love, into acceptance, into joy, gratitude, peace, compassion, all of those really desirable frequencies. If you experience any memories as you're working with the mantra or the phrase, I love you, you're going to allow your perspective around them to change and create loving feelings around them instead. So maybe you have a memory where something went bad, went wrong, and you're going to, this practice is going to help you to change that perspective so that you look back at that past memory and it no longer hurts you. It no longer creates pain or sadness or whatever anger or emotion that came up in you. So this is deep subconscious work that helps you to transform your thoughts and your emotions into unconditional love, into compassion, into acceptance for yourself. It's like a purification for your body, your mind, and your spirit. I think all of the practices are, but yeah, this one's the final one, so it's a big one. And then you get to move into your future with a new heart, with an open throat, with a new mind, on a new path, feeling a new way, being a new you. And that is, mm, that's everything. Walking into your new future, creating your new future as a new person. So you're saying I love you to yourself and others. When you're saying I love you, you're saying that you see and respect the divine in another person. It's like the word that we use in yoga, namaste. You choose to love and accept all situations just as they are. Like this dog snoring in the background and me hoping that nobody can hear. You're loving the problems in your life. You're loving the challenges. You're loving the fears and the worries because they help you to open your eyes to how you want to feel and be and do and see the world. And then your love of yourself is going to obviously go through the roof, become unconditional, despite any so-called weaknesses or faults. So that means you'll love your past because it's taught you how to get to where you are today. And then, of course, you'll love the future and knowing that you'll be creating from this open space. Totally worth it, right? Learning how to express love, learning how to give love, learning how to receive love, learning how to speak the words, I love you. So important, so necessary, I think, to our growth, our transformation. And remember that anything that you achieve within yourself, the growth that you have, you're going to create this space all around you that's full of that. So like when I walk into this house and I've got a dog and a cat that 
they could potentially fight or have disagreements or the dog might not like me, the dog might not like the cat, the cat might not like the dog, the cat might not like me for being friends with the dog. But once you create a space of harmony, of peace, of love, everything just flows. So you have the power to create that flow in your life with this beautiful phrase, I love you. So thank you so much for joining me today to explore this. And if you've joined me these past few weeks, you will have also explored the entire Ho'oponopono with me. So thank you if you followed me on this journey. And if you're just listening to this one now and you're going to go back and listen to the other ones, thank you for that as well. Just thank you for your support, for listening. It, it really means a lot to me. And remember, I'm here sharing this because I really truly believe that this prayer has such incredible power to help you transform because the words are bringing in the healing that you want and they open you up to so much release and love and heart opening and moving all that energy that's stuck, it's been there for ages and ultimately you'll have these massive shifts within you that lead to some big transformations. So if you'd like to learn more about the whole program that I created, and this is a program where all you have to do is set aside one hour each week for four weeks. So you put it in your calendar, Saturday, 3 p.m. every week for four weeks, and all you have to do is lay down, Get comfortable. Make sure you're not disturbed by anything or anyone. Put your headphones on, hit play, and follow my guidance. And if that couldn't be any more simple, I don't know what could be. So if you're up for that, if you're up for that transformation, this program is for you. The links are down below as well, so please do check it out. The 2024, this is your year, my friend. So please do take life, your life, in your hands and work through the things that cause you pain and trigger you emotionally so that you can get to a point where you start to react less and less and less to these things. And eventually you'll be walking around as a completely different human and you'll feel so much calmer and more at peace and more fulfilled when it comes to your life, full of gratitude, full of love, peace, joy, all those frequencies that really do allow you to embody your highest version of self. I know that I'm certainly working on these things and I've been doing so for years now and I'm continuing to. And it's not to get to a certain place, although that's pretty nice too. But it's because I want to feel each and every day that life is beautiful and no matter the challenges, I feel able to walk through them without fear and anxiety. I think it's time we all say goodbye to these low-frequency emotions, don't you? We've been in them for way too long now and I think we're ready. I think we're all getting to that place where we're ready to stop. I will also just quickly mention, if you'd like to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, 
this is another way I work with people and I'd love to breathe with you on a regular schedule. So you can find the details about working one-on-one with me below as well. So thank you so much. That's all for me today. Thanks for tuning in. I really do hope that, number one, you've loved learning about the Ho'oponopono and number two, that you'll give it a go, working with these powerful phrases, these mantras, and you'll see for yourself the impact they can have on you physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'll see you next time. So, so, so much love to you. Take care.